My guest on the show this week is Tim Lewis. We talk about how you can use social media and content such as blogs and live video to grow your business network. Welcome to episode 148 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This is the podcast for ideas and inspiration on marketing your business and growing your business and for discussing topics on all things finance. And now here's your host, Roger Edwards. Hey folks, and welcome to the show. Thanks as always for downloading or streaming the Marketing and Finance podcast. I really do appreciate you taking the time to plug me and my guests into your earphones. As always, I'm Roger Edwards, a marketing guy from Edinburgh, helping people like you and your businesses keep your marketing strategy simple and the BS at bay. And my goodness, do we have to make sure we keep the BS at bay. My friend Andrew Wibberley just sent me this fabulous example of gobbledygook in business. It's from a very well-known airline, and they're building themselves a new customer lounge at Schiphol Airport. Now, this is what it says. If you're a passenger with lounge access and travel through Amsterdam Airport, you'll notice the construction work on the new KLM Crown Lounge. Well, that's okay so far, but then it gets worse. An intense multi-phase plan is set out to transform the current space into a, in inverted commas, customer experience lounge of the future, close inverted commas. This plan will result in an innovative, customer-centric and spectacular space, unlike any other lounge around the world. What on earth is a customer-centric lounge? Is that one with comfy chairs? motivational quotes on cushions what does it mean we have to stop using this management speak gibberish gobbledygook in our marketing because the more we use it the less it means anything and if it doesn't mean anything then people ignore it and they don't believe it we just got to keep it simple so if you need help keeping your marketing simple get in touch look me up at rogeredwards.co.uk so let's get into that interview with tim lewis we chat about avoiding the spray and pray approach to networking social media and content allow a new type of networking the power of twitter chats how people underestimate the power of commenting on blogs and videos for making contacts and how other people's content can act as a network enabler with over 18 years experience in IT development and management in financial services, Tim's now working in the world of writing fiction and publishing. He's managing director of Stone and Press, has published fiction on Amazon and helps other self-publishers. Tim is the host of the Being Self-Published podcast. He's writing a book about how to use social media and content to build business networks, using social media to get ahead by being you. So let's get straight into that interview with Tim right here on the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Tim Lewis, welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Hey, it's great to be on your show, Roger. Thanks for coming along. Tim, where are we Zooming each other from today? Well, I'm Zooming from London in the United Kingdom, which I think is also the same country that you're in. Yep, I'm in Edinburgh as always, and it actually does make a change to be talking to somebody from the United Kingdom, because quite a lot of my recent podcast guests have been from overseas. Tim, you've had a variety of interesting roles throughout your career. You've been involved in IT development, management in financial services, but now you're you're working in the world of fiction writing and publishing. So there's lots of things that we can talk 
talk about today. And I think we're going to get a little bit into social media and how people within the financial services industry or anybody that runs businesses can utilize social media to promote themselves and to promote their brands. But before we get into that, Tim, give the listeners of the Marketing and Finance podcast a little bit about yourself, your background, where you came from, where you're going, and basically what makes Tim Lewis tick. Well, that's probably going to take too long for a podcast to do, <laughs> but I'll give you a little summary, a little, a little morsel of uh, my background. Mm. Until about um, 2009, my, my life was happily staggering along in a career where I was working as an IT manager, basically on a system in the city of London for a big financial company that had a large amount of the world's trades go through it. It was kind of like I had what you would call a normal corporate life. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, then my wife had a stroke and uh, she was sort of debilitated for two years until eventually she uh, sadly passed away in 2011. And obviously, as you can imagine, that sort of change, it makes you reassess your life yeah. and look at things. Uh, and I, I kind of decided then that I wanted to do something different with my life. But I wasn't really quite sure what. And I sort of umdenard and and as he is as, as I'm sure a lot of your listeners in the finance world will probably know, things weren't necessarily that wonderful. I had one manager I really got on well with, and then I had a different manager who was a I mean, nice enough guy, but I didn't really get on well with him and I didn't really believe in what he was doing with the team. So I kind of thought, well, I will resign. So eventually, in 2014, I, I gave up my job with the idea I was going to be doing like IT contract work or something along those lines. Right. But I ended up reading this book called Write, Publish, Repeat by these self-publisher guys, people who run the self-publishing podcast. It was all about like writing fiction. I thought, well, I've always enjoyed writing fiction, but I'd never really ever finished a book. So I kind of followed their methodology and I, I went through and I, I basically wrote free time travel novellas in the couple of months so i self-published them and that's how kind of stone and press my company got started now as i think probably most of your listeners will sympathize with one of the first things that you realize when you create a product is well how am i going to sell it yeah um so that kind of takes you down this rabbit hole of starting to look at marketing and i i basically got into podcasts by listening to these guys the self-publishing podcast. But then I was like, well, these guys are talking about their, the way they market books. I'm saying, well, sure I must get better advice by listening to the professionals. So I started like hunting out like marketing podcasts and started getting into marketing in a big way and especially social media marketing. So beyond that, it was kind of like, I ended up going to like social media marketing world, which is a huge conference in San Diego. Uh, and I do go to quite a lot of conferences. I've been to, I've seen you speak at Content Marketing Academy in Scotland. Yeah. I've been to quite a few ones in the UK as well, and I do generally enjoy going to conferences. So I've kind of learned a lot about social media and social media marketing by trying to learn how to market my own books. Now, I'm the first to admit that I'm not necessarily actually mastered the process of marketing books because it's actually extremely hard to do that because they're low-value items and it's quite hard to actually market books mm-hmm. using a lot of the social media techniques. But I have kind of started to realize that social media is just so powerful for marketing things and it's also powerful in terms of the connections you make with people Uh, and for most people i'd recommend twitter is basically one of the first places they should start on social media Uh, certainly in terms of trying to make connections with people 
which may be a bit a little bit of a contrarian view, but that's where I would start. Most people, I'd recommend they start with Twitter. It's quite interesting, actually. There's so many tangents that we could go off on from what you've just said. The first thing that registered with me there is that you've written several time travel novellas. Now, time travel is one of the things that fascinates me, so we could definitely go into all sorts <laughs> of tangents about the grandfather principle and all of that sort of thing and the Belinovich limitation effect, but we won't. And I think that it's also interesting that you're saying about Twitter and other social media being used for marketing. And and one of the things that I find within, certainly within financial services, is that a, a big mistake that a lot of people make straight away is seeing things like Twitter and LinkedIn and, uh, and Facebook and whatever as a marketing channel primarily, as opposed to what it actually is, a social media channel. So they make the mistake of diving on there and starting to broadcast and effectively starting to advertise when it is more, as you say, about making connections and building relationships with people. And that's the best way to go about it, whether you're trying to get people to look at your books or look for you to for advice or whatever it might be. Yeah, well, this is something my current... I'm switching over from writing fiction to writing a book about, well, actually social media, believe mm. it or not. But it's going to focus on how you can get ahead as an individual in social media because I, like all of, a lot of people, started off with the broadcast and the kind of, the generally trying, well, just send lots of links out to your book or whatever. I just I mean, that, that may have worked in the past. And I think to a certain extent, those kind of bulk principles have a, a small amount of efficacy if you've got like 2 million followers yeah. or something along those lines. But it's really not what it's not what social media marketing should be about. No, The real power uh, with social media and with content marketing as well are the connections that you make. For example, I mean, I, I do a little bit of work for the Alliance of Independent Authors doing Facebook advertising for mm-hmm. them. Now, the reason I got that, job is because i've made connections via my podcast and also via a twitter chat i right. used there used to be a future chat publishing chat and i knew a lot of people from the financing uh, the publishing industry i made connections there via, via that twitter chat right uh, even though it doesn't actually exist anymore yeah and uh, it, it's kind of i've made all the mistakes that lots of people make but the first thing you should be looking for is those connections and the reason, as I say, Twitter jumps out is that Twitter is public and open. Mm. So unlike, well, I mean, Facebook, you can search for people and you can send anybody a connection request, but you can't you can't comment really on people's posts. That well, it depends on how they're set up, but generally speaking, on Twitter, you know, if you like, if you see somebody big in your industry tweeting about something, you can comment and respond to them, mm. and they will see that. And that is not true with a lot of the other networks. So that's why I say to people, start with Twitter and then maybe look to take people off Twitter onto the other platforms, i.e. LinkedIn or Facebook. But Twitter is really the place to start making connections with people, in my opinion. And, And is the book that you're writing specifically about Twitter, Tim, or is it a more general social media um, book? It's going to be more generally about, Mm -hmm. so, I mean, as I say, my experience is that I I would not put myself down as like an expert on social selling or how to use social media for your business. But I can see, and I've experienced a little bit myself, that people are using social media to get ahead as individuals. Mm. So 
for example, this, I mean, I've actually got a whole load of people I'm supposed to be interviewing for the book this month. <laughs> uh, who are going to tell me about how they got promotions at work via using social media or how they've met their life partners. A surprisingly large number of people have met their future spouse on Twitter or on Facebook. Yeah. Um, and you don't realize that until you start asking those case studies. And if I was in the, because I was thinking like, if I was in the corporate environment that I was in before, we all know, I mean, there's the way that the world of corporate works and there's the way that people like to think, they like to think if they work hard and they work consistently, then they'll get ahead in their job. Yeah. And sorry to be like a little bit cynical, but generally speaking, it's the people who've networked and it used to be like you played golf with the with the boss or you had a common interest or you went down the pub and you met people or you went out with the boss's daughter or whatever. But now social media is giving a way for everybody to have that ability to connect with people at other organizations and within their, within their own organization that just wasn't there when I like 20 years ago. And I think that's just opening up opportunities for good people and capable people to get ahead in jobs and in the corporate world. And that's really the, the theme of the book is using social media to get ahead as being you rather than necessarily from a business perspective. But obviously, there's overlap there. Yeah, so it's more about personal branding, isn't it? And, as, and how individuals can use the connection opportunities that you can get from social media to build those personal brands and get business that way. Yeah, well, I, I mean, that, that my problem with, I, I think well, I agree with what you're saying, but I'm always a bit low with the concept of branding because the number of people I see pitching for my podcast, you say they're brand <laughs> specialists. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? I don't I mean, Branding is obviously an important part of it. You don't want to be presenting. It's like, for example, I was listening to a podcast and it's like, a woman who's, she's like a Wall Street journalist kind of expert and supposedly an expert on night networking. And I was looking at her Twitter profile and she hasn't got a pinned tweet at the top of it. And no. I'm like, uh, it's, it's kind of like, well, what does that say in terms of her branding? It's like, she's clearly got a lot of social proof there and like she's been successful and all the rest of it, but she hasn't even got pinned tweet. <laughs> so what does that <laughs> say about how she considers Twitter as a platform? It can, says it's not her major platform. So, maybe instead of brand, maybe we should use the word reputation, how you can build your reputation or how you can become yeah, known. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been trying to, and as I say, the book isn't, there's zero words written in this. Well, no, it's about, I've written about 100 words of this book so far, and I've got like 20 odd people lined up to do interviews with about the various topics involved. So, but I, I've always been trying, the concept of the book is not to get too sucked into the idea because it's very hard, as you know, that content and social media are very linked. Having a content marketing strategy, either a podcast or a blog, helps you with social media so much because you've got something to share in the first instance. Yeah. Um, and interviewing people was also a great way because you can make connections. So I'm going to obviously be more connected. I mean, I've got connected with you in Twitter chats as well. And we've had a bit of banter on LinkedIn, but now I've like talked to you in, in, in the flesh across uh, zoom. That's obviously increased that connection again. So, but I, I've been trying to separate out the actual pure social side of it and looking for more social examples. So not where somebody has started a blog and they've got people connecting with them on LinkedIn, uh, on Twitter because they've got a blog, but more just where people have been making connections over and above 
like they've just happened to see somebody somewhere. Yeah. Um, you can be what we could be both say, we could both be fans of some particular big person and they've got a Facebook live broadcast. And then we can have a little banter in the comment section. Neither of us has created the content, but we have gone to a venue where we can, we can make a connection say, so it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have content to be successful on social media. But I think having a content marketing strategy of some kind, clearly is a major major plus and makes success much more likely in my opinion so so yeah so so a content effectively becomes an, an enabler for people like us to have these conversations because as you say we've gone from the odd bantery comment on a twitter chat and now as you say you're on my podcast and today i found out a little bit more about the fact that you're helping people doing self-publishing I'm looking to publish my own book. So, of course, that potentially means that we could end up working with each other going forward. So it just goes to show how these relationships develop from a little tweet to potentially something much bigger. Yeah, and um, I mean, I'm the other thing I kind of want to discourage uh, and because you, you hear it with networking where – like people, we've all been at conferences where you've got somebody who just appears. I mean, I had this happen to me at Social Media Marketing World a few years ago. This guy just appears and basically says, oh, nice to meet you, shoves his business card into my hand and disappears. Yeah. I think, no, I think I gave him my business card as well. And then like a month later, I got this sort of handwritten letter from him in the post. And I was like, well, you didn't make any kind of, it was almost clearly, it was almost like this, spray and pray approach to networking and you see that on on the uh social channels as yeah. well where people are like oh let's make a connection um in the auto dm is the, the classic example of this and it's just i mean i think it, it clearly must work in some for some people to some extent but it just seems such a waste of i mean the whole point of networking is that you're you're making connections with people and you're not going to get on with everybody. There will be some people you just will not click with. Yeah. Now, clearly, you should stay cordial with them, and you shouldn't be like, "I don't like you" or whatever. But the whole point is, you're trying to find, you're trying to reach out and connect with people, and find the people that you do get on with. And those people you do get on with are the people that those are the people that you make connections with, and you start getting closer to them, and you start helping them because you like them. They start helping you because you like, because uh, they like you. And that's kind of the way it should be working. It shouldn't be just a case of where you're creating some sort of fake persona where you're going around trying to make everybody love you so that you can, uh, and we know there are people who've done this in the business industry, but they never last very long because you have to be, I mean, again, I'm a bit loath to say be yourself because we've all got faults and I'm not sure necessarily we <laughs> should be taking that to mean that we just basically portray every bad point of our personality. But you have to be at least consistent in who you shouldn't be having relationships with people online just because you're trying to get something out of them if you don't if you don't click with them then find somebody else because there's there is so many people out there to connect with and so many of them worthy and it's like it's very hard to say oh you make a connection with somebody who's impressive because they've done all these particular things or they're sort of your hero or whatever everybody's going up and down in their status and their reputation all the time and it's like a connection with anybody is worthwhile 
And you may, you don't want to be one of these people that's like, I'm not going to connect with you unless you've got like 100,000 Twitter followers or whatever. It's like, no, you should be just looking for connections wherever you can. Find the people you like and make the most of those connections. Yeah, I think maybe there's a hangover here, isn't there, from the, what I call the sort of 8am bacon butty network meetings where you sort of go along red-eyed because you've got up and driven for two hours to get to it and you sort of just chuck a handful of business cards in the air and see who they land on maybe there's that maybe twitter for some is is the equivalent of the atm bacon butty network meeting and you know i like to think that the world's moved on from that sort of approach and as you say twitter is a great way of getting to talk to and work with potentially like-minded people and 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 you're not going to have a like mind with everybody you come across. No, and I mean, let's face it, work and business can be a chore if you just end up. I mean, one of the things, certainly, if you're working for yourself, any any in any job, it's a lot nicer to work and connect with people who you get on with yeah. because it's a joy to deal with them, and that's what everybody should be looking for. And there are people out there. You shouldn't be. I mean, it's always this thing about where you see people, and I especially see it with people doing lots of client work, where they've got like two or three clients who they don't really get on with, they're a complete pain to deal with, and like the obvious thing to say to them is, well, sack them as clients. Fire the customer. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's like they're, they're not getting anything from working with you you're not getting anything with working from them. They're not happy. You're not happy. And it's not like the old days where you maybe lived in a small village and there were only like 15 possible clients or whatever. And it's like, well, if you lost these couple of clients and you're just basically screwed. Now you've got the whole world that you can go around for. Depending on what you do. I mean, obviously, if you are a plumber locally, <laughs> then you are still limited potentially with where you're going. But even for a plumber, you've got, a, you've got much more outreach to other areas. So it's like you want to be trying to find the people who you connect with and working with them because it's better for everybody, really. So let's think about the book that you're writing, because obviously that's very interesting from the point of view of using social media for networking. And without giving too much away of the book, are there maybe one or two, maybe three steps that you think people should take to grow their network and create relationships using social media? Well, I mean, one of the obvious things is Twitter chat. I mean, Twitter chat, for those people who don't know, is Twitter has a, well, most of the networks, but Twitter primarily has this concept of the hashtag, which is the hash or pound key if you're in the US, but obviously the pound key in the UK is our actual monetary symbol. So let's go the hash the hash symbol yeah and then then use the word after the hash symbol and within twitter you can easily search for say hashtag roger or whatever and what people have started to do and there's loads of them around is that at a particular time of day on on a particular weekday somebody will set up what's called a twitter chat about a topic so we might have be able to go on like tuesday let's say there's hashtag roger chat and it depends on the format varies quite a lot, but maybe the first, uh, usually they have like questions and then people ask, uh, answer the question. So it'd be like question one is like, who is Roger Edwards sort of thing. Yeah. And that is the, that, those are fantastic for making connections with people about a particular topic or area. So you find a Twitter chat about 
something related to what your topic, or you could start one yourself. Now, obviously, it's a little more work starting a Twitter chat, but even so, it's not that difficult. The other places potentially for getting started in making connections are maybe, as I say, this is coming back to trying to avoid the whole content side of things, because I think content marketing obviously is a great way that you could do it. You could start a blog about a topic or you could start a podcast, but I, me, like I know, and I'm sure you know that starting a podcast is a lot of work yeah. and starting a blog is a lot of work potentially. But even if you don't want to do those and you haven't got time to do that, you can still engage in other people's content. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the best is live broadcasts. Mm-hmm. So let's say that there's a particular expert or professor or somebody in a rival in, uh, in your industry in finance who is doing live broadcasts. Go onto their live broadcasts and comment on it and interact with people there. And, and I mean, to some extent, this is true of any content. So you can go onto people's blogs and comment about their posts. Or if you see them tweet about it, then comment on those tweets. Make those connections. Commenting is a great way and very sort of underrepresented way in social media of actually making connections with people. People like it when you care about their stuff because believe you and me, it's actually, it's, creating content is hard work and we do it because it does eventually work i mean content marketing does work but the time it takes is getting longer and longer so if you see i mean if you get a comment on your podcast i don't know if you've got comments on your podcast website but if you get even if you get a review that's going to make you feel better Mm. and you're going to feel happy about the person if they've made an effort to connect to you so just from a pure kind of um making connection point of view actually commenting on people's content is a fantastic way to do it if you're not creating your own content of course but so that, that those are the sort of things i would recommend starting with twitter chats and going on to people's live broadcasts commenting making sure they know who you are and commenting on them talking to other people in the group because they're likely to be similar interested in some contact and then maybe you can connect with them on other channels and, and that's kind of the way to start yeah, you know, it's quite interesting. Both of those things, Twitter chats and going and commenting other, on other people's live videos, there's not a lot of that going on in the financial services industry. In fact, I'm sitting here racking my brains trying to think whether anybody has ever done a Twitter chat. I think actually Panacea Advisor have done a Twitter chat. But again, very few people in financial services are doing live video. Some of them are quite frightened of it because they think that they're going to get into all sorts of compliance issues. So actually, as an opportunity, both the Twitter chat and the live video is something that is is just there for the taking within financial services, to be perfectly honest. You're always best to look, this is one of these things I say, and I don't know necessarily whether it's true, but you generally, in most most things in life, you either want to be the first, you want to be the best, or you want to be lucky. <laughs> Clearly the lucky <laughs> one isn't. If you keep doing stuff long enough, then you, chances are you'll be lucky eventually. So being the first and being the person who sticks their neck out and does something for the first time in, a, in an industry and area, it's just so worth doing. But we all know why we people don't do it. I mean, this is why live video is 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 take people have been successful with it because this. I mean, it's a big thing. I mean, I know you do quite a lot of videos. Mm. Um, I don't. Do you do much in the way of live video? I think you're. I've seen you do a few live broadcasts, which I haven't got around to watching, unfortunately. Yeah, but, I do. I do the odd live, but I tend to pre-record and upload later. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've I've basically. 
I've done a few Periscope broadcasts in the last month. I need to get back to doing them. And I probably will get onto Facebook Live in the next month or so because I know I need to get out there and start sort of talking about the concepts of the book to try and build up a bit of interest in the book before it actually gets completed. Mm-hmm. But I, I started off actually building my confidence by creating little custom GIFs. Mm-hmm. So um, those little animated things. Uh, there's two guys, Andrew and Pete. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure, I don't know if you've had them on the show before, but they're two very talented marketers from, from Newcastle. And they did a little thing about how you could create your own custom Giphy channel. Now, Giphy is like, if you go onto Twitter or Facebook, you can type in a particular word. And, uh, you can go to this GIF button and it lets you search out particular GIFs. So I started off by creating a little little short videos, with obviously no sound, and then I superimpose it and create a GIF of that and put it on the, my Giphy channel. And then it was like, well, I was thinking, well, I'm actually just taking videos of myself, so I might as well start doing videos. Yeah. And then I started doing like videos where I'm recording it with sound. And now I'm kind of like, I'm, I do the odd LinkedIn video where I'm just recording myself talking. And now, like, well, I've started doing a video video recording, so now I can do live recordings. And so it's actually, if people are worried about appearing on video, they should do something similar. Just start off with a few, maybe just take some videos of yourself, don't show them or record. Don't put them on social media anyway. Just get used to it because it's actually it's not that hard to do video. So just basically build your way up to doing like live broadcasts and the like. Um, though, as I said, you don't even need to create any content as long as you're commenting on other people's content. So, But if there isn't any live videos to comment on, then you probably want to be the person starting to do it. And let's face it, every one of us these days carries around in our pocket a mobile TV studio, often able to take 4K video. And a lot of people just dissolve into nervousness and panic when somebody points a camera at them. But actually, if you can get comfortable standing with your mobile phone and using that video, you know, the opportunities for development and and creating relationships in the way you've described they're absolutely amazing it's just overcoming that initial nervousness that some of us seem to have when we have a camera pointing at us oh yeah well i mean you certainly the videos i've seen you create are are very high standard um you you clearly mastered it even though you do seem to be always by the side of a dock most of the time so i I don't know if it's kind of like your exotic yachting lifestyle that you're uh, you're always there so yeah actually secretly (laughs) floating around uh, scotland on a yacht all the time that's it it's it's actually muscle harbour and i just uh, live near there so it's often a place that i'm off going for a walk when I think, oh, I'll just get the video out and do something live now. So that's why I'm always down by the dock. But I'm just looking, I'm looking at other people's yachts, not my own. <laughs> oh, well. oh. You've got to have stretch goals. As I <laughs> Absolutely. So. Tim, it's been fascinating talking to you this afternoon about using social media to, to build your networks, to engage with people and to develop relationships with people who may eventually turn out to be your customers and using twitter chats and commenting on live video is a really good way to start that tim i also like to ask my guests to share with me a marketing campaign or a product that you've recently seen that's made you sit there and think wow they're doing a really good job of marketing that have you got an example you'd like to share actually one of the one of the things that um I've got a friend who I met at the social media marketing world, a woman called Jen Cole, and mm-hmm. she's been doing a fantastic job 
of just doing regular live videos. She does like two live videos a week for a backspace media campaign. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing is, it's like I, I regularly watch and I comment on her, thing, on her shows, not so much because like, she's a friend of mine, but it's just because it's it's really interesting. She's based in like Wichita, right in the middle of the US. Yeah. And it's kind of like, it's just interesting. She goes around talking to various sort of generally local uh, local tradespeople and things in Wichita. And it's now like, I feel like I know, like, well, I've probably got about 15 or 20 connections in Wichita in the middle of the US, despite having no connection <laughs> with the place whatsoever. So as an example of somebody who's doing good work by basically creating regular scheduled content, I think Jen Cole and Backspace Media is a good example. And has there been a business book that you've read recently, Tim, that you'd like to share with the listeners of the Marketing and Finance podcast? Well, I haven't read it, but I listened to it on audiobook. Does that count? That counts. That, that counts. Am I allowed yeah. to have an audiobook? Yeah, that no, counts. It's called Unscripted uh, by M.G. DeMarco. And I would say it's the book is too long, but it's one of the few books that actually makes, you know, when you hear or you read a book and you think, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense from what I've heard, especially about how he talks about in that book. And this is a particular thing for personal finance about how people should be looking. I mean, there's all this stuff you hear about passive income. Yeah. By far the best passive income is things from traditional investments, i.e. dividends or interest or annuities and the like, or pensions. They are by far the best way of passive income. So he makes a case about how you're basically building income from launches and products and all the rest of it. But then you're investing that into actually creating a proper passive income. Yeah, uh, That's part of the book. I mean, it goes into basically everything. And it could have done with a bit more editing in the book, but it's, I did actually find it a really, really interesting listen, that book. So I totally recommend Unscripted. Fantastic. I'll look that one up, Tim. I'm hoping that people who have been listening to the podcast today, listening to our conversation, might want to get in touch with you. Perhaps they could be interviewed for your book. So what's the best way that people should connect with you? Well, they can get in touch with me on Twitter. I'm Stone and Press. So that's Stone, Ham as in H-A-M, and then Press. Or they can email me at timlewis at stoneandpress.com. Or, well, or they can... I'm basically on every social media network ever known to mankind, either as Tim Lewis or as Stone and Press. It's just like anywhere on social media. Anywhere on social media. But what I will do is I'll put some links in the show notes for this podcast, yeah. which you can find at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF. That's rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF. Tim, it's been a pleasure speaking to you today. Love talking about Twitter chats. Love talking about live video. Thanks for your insights on growing your network and growing your engagements. And let me wish you every success for the future. And no doubt we'll bump into each other on another Twitter chat, probably within the next couple of days. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's great talking to you today, Roger. Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF for links to the topics, apps and books we discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. If you are a business person, financial services professional or journalist and have a marketing or finance story to tell, please get in touch. You could be the next guest on the show. 
And do remember, nothing we talk about on the show is financial advice of any kind. It's just thoughts and opinions, okay? 